I may have told you this. They made action figures for that movie. <gasps> like a Bruce Willis. You have the Ben uh, Affleck one? I did have the Ben <laughs> Affleck one, thinking it was going to be some collector's item. everybody welcome to girls gone hallmark a hallmark review podcast i'm megan i'm wendy and today we're recapping the way home episode five don't dream it's over if you'd like to connect with us outside of the podcast we'd love to have you follow us on instagram we are both at girls gone hallmark and at megan and wendy you can also jump into our Facebook group, Girls Gone Hallmark on Facebook. I will leave a link to it in our show notes. We we'll just have one note before we do a synopsis. Tell me. Is it weird that the title of this song is from 1986? Thank you for looking that up because I did see it was a Crowded House song. And then I thought that song wasn't popular in the 90s, but I didn't look any further. I think it would be hard to source like all 90s songs. That's that's no, probably not. <laughs> Here, let me make you a list. <laughs> Alternate titles for episode five. Oh my god, we should do that. But like honestly, this is called Don't Dream It's Over. Like, what does it have any relevance to do with the uh with the episode? I mean I Oh, I guess the divorce Cat and Brady relationship. Yeah. Well, goodbye. It should be like, leave, get out. You know that song? <laughs> but I, th- I think that was the early aughts. So. Is that <laughs> that could be from the late nineties. <laughs> okay. Let let me get you a synopsis. Oh, really quickly, this episode is coming out a couple of days late. Wendy, do you want to tell the people why? Uh I broke my ankle. And I'm fully immobile right now. So I'm sitting on my couch with my foot up and in my makeshift podcast studio. Yeah, the morning we were supposed to record this, I get a text from Wendy and she was like, can you come over? I fell in the garage. I fully needed like a help. I've fallen and I can't right, get up. I needed a life alert button. I Now I fully see the importance of those things. I will right. never make fun of them again. No. I, I, for the listeners, I didn't have my phone with me and I had fallen in the garage and I had to crawl back into the house. And I, t- I text Megan, please come help me. All right. Episode five, don't dream it's over. Kat and Elliot chaperone the high school's back to the 90s dance. Alice searches for a piece of her past in the present day, Dell says goodbye to more memories as a local landmark closes its doors. Cool. Can I just say for a minute before we get back into the recap here, uh, the closing of the movie theater was quite sad mm-hmm. because it's happening all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. And not like my movie theater is not some like landmark that's been there for a bazillion well how was it 30 years i think they said it's how long it had the roxy had been open but like it's so sad to me yeah these small local businesses yeah going away anyway well we open on a happy family kitchen scene brady's making a frittata there's comfortable banter happening and then alice wakes up sees her dad there and she's not thrilled about the fact that he's in their kitchen she's 
super not into Brady right now. And he's charming Dell. The farm looks great and he wants to help out and Dell teases him about his manicure. But Dell doesn't have farm work to do today because apparently she can just take the day. I don't actually understand what work needs to be done on this farm. And other than the high schoolers that help out in the morning, anybody else who works there? Yeah, they don't have many farm hands, right? N- not that we're aware of. But this is when we find out that Joyce and Jude are <clears throat> selling the Roxy, home of the Blair Witch Project, first date. And we also hear that Nick might be flying in for their retirement party. And this sets Alice off on a trajectory for this entire episode that makes me incredibly uncomfortable. Super uncomfortable. How are they going to navigate this one? I, I, well, spoiler alert, they don't have to in this episode. Right. Kat asks what Nick's up to these days. And Del says something about boats. He's been bouncing around from job to job. And Brady wants Alice to hang with him, and she has a flashback of him being super douchey on their double date, and she declines because she'd like to study. Okay, I want to stop you here. This is the second time we've seen this particular scene that she was, like, reminiscing about Brady as a as a young teenager. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's the scene where he makes a joke and says, do you want to know my blood type? I'm mm-hmm. AB, super rare. So what do you, Hmm. this is now twice. What are we think? what are we getting at here? Yeah, is there some sort of foreshadowing that we don't know what it's foreshadowing toward? Exactly. I don't know. Good good noticing there. Del kind of pokes the bear. You know, she says, oh, well, Elliot's her teacher and all the kids love him. And uh, I brace for one of many snide comments from Brady. And he says, yeah, some people really don't stray so far from home. And that earns him a look. From Dell, Brady invites Kat to hang, pay their respects to the Roxy, holds her hand in a moment. Neither woman in the kitchen really seems to love. Mm-hmm. And then Dell compliments sandwiches Brady, tells him how nice it is to have him here, but then brings on the Dell charm and tells him not to rock the boat with her signature Dell smile. Mm-hmm. In other words, GTFO Brady. Yeah, I love it. And then we get the opening title scene and we have music this time, which is the song for Vashti by Molly Lennon playing. Oh, I didn't catch that. Good. Mm, I had to shazam uh, it. Oh, did you? So what do you think, you know, do you think Dell really doesn't want Brady hanging around? Like, it's just too much trauma for Cat. like, let it go, basically? I, I do think that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they pull up to Port Haven High School, and Brady drops Alice at school, and Cat is in the front seat. And we see Alice, she's looking at Nick's, what I think is supposed to be his Instagram. Mm -hmm. And his profile reads, I paused it. He's a boatswain, B-O-A-T-S-W-A-I-N. I I had to look it up. It's a member of a, like a deck team, like a Uh boat deck team. Anyway, and all the pictures were like, of like really nice boats and like motorcycles. So like, that's what he's into apparently these days. Yeah, no, no faces. We don't get an image Mm-mm. of present-day Nick yet. Nothing. So Alice bounces, and then Kat sees Elliot, and she jumps out of the car, too, because she wants to talk to him, where she confronts him on keeping the secret for so many years. And his reply, which is the same reply I would have had, is like, after learning that you can time travel, this is what you're mad about. I've kept a secret for 20 years, 30 years, whatever. So she's just really hung up on him not telling her. 
About what? Hold on a second. About the time travel, about the fact that he knew Alice in the past. But here's the thing. How? How was he going to say, by the way, your daughter from the future is your current best friend or even your daughter now is time traveling back to 16-year-old you? It just... There's no way in which he could have had that conversation. It had to happen the way that it did. They would have been like, we're going to call this guy in on a 5150 because he <laughs> is not well. Right? Yes. There's no there's no conversation you can have. No, Elliot, he, he could not have had this conversation. No. Agree. Elliot explains he wanted to tell her but didn't know what he was dealing with. Mm-hmm. And it was really funny because he kept going like on and on like with all these like a scientific hypothesis or whatever and and her response was like oh so many sciencey words like yeah. stop st- just tell me in like layman's term what this means cat's frustrated that uh learning that 90s alice was her daughter and that present day alice must think she's stupid for not realizing it's a lot of like Cat trying to like come to the realization of like what we're dealing with here. Mm-hmm. And Elliot is kind of throughout this entire episode, he's kind of just the calming presence. He's like, look, both of those people, childhood cat, adult cat, they're the same person. Focus on the fact that you guys have something really amazing in common. But Cat is not ready to tell Alice that she knows. She's more fixated on the fact that maybe she can change things or fix things mm-hmm. with Jacob. And here's where I get a headache, as I do every single time a show, a movie, a book talks about time travel, because it is a hard thing to wrap your head around. And Elliot seems to believe in a singular timeline theory, meaning that everything in the past has already happened. Nothing changes because she was already there. And this is where I have a bit of a prediction, a thing I'm wondering about, Mm -hmm. and that is that I wonder if perhaps adult cat has some hand in Jacob's disappearance. Mm-hmm. Yes, we talked about this while we sat in urgent care together yes. the other morning. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what if cat, adult cat took Jacob in 99 and then that's how he disappeared somehow. But then how do you explain it in present day? where Jacob is. I don't know. It's real a brain teaser. I'm hoping that in the next five episodes, obviously I want enough to be open for a second season, but I'm going to need a significant amount of resolution on the current storylines to be satisfied with Mm -hmm. this season of the show. Agree. There is a moment in the preview where Kat says, what if we were looking in the wrong places? There's just a lot that leads me to believe that there's a reason why Kat can time travel, and it's not simply so that she can view Alice time traveling. Right. Next scene, we are at the point. We don't see Monica at no, all no this, Monica episode. this episode. But Rita and Dell are getting coffee, and, and Byron drops in, and he tells them he's happy that they're friends again. And it was kind of funny because they were like, oh, that? Oh, whatever. You know, their big blowout that they had last episode or the episode before that over the boat thing but they're like yeah we're friends anyway in this scene byron asks Dell out and she says no yep rita actually gives her a hard time about it yeah she says you know even though i don't like byron i do like you Dell." yeah why doesn't rita like byron it doesn't make uh, any sense to me rita's a uh, contrarian i don't think she likes much <laughs> okay I don't know if you saw it, but the Hallmark Channel put out a bingo card for the way home. 
and they had a square for Rita and me what I did is I like reposted it but I put Rita 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 Ing yeah in the po- just because I was like she's such a nightmare she would be I think a hard person to be friends with oh, but I, God, totally. I also think this scene speaks to it first of all I thought it was really interesting Rita and Del had clearly made up and I was like here's Byron a 60 year old man who doesn't seem clear on how adult friendships work mm-hmm but Rita does seem like the kind of person who shows up for the people that she genuinely cares about. That's fair. Women walk into the Roxy and they're continuing this conversation and about Byron and in walk Jude and Joyce mid-argument because Jude is having a hard time purging and letting things go. This is clearly going to be a little bit of a plot point here, the number of things they've held on to. And Del has a mini flashback of a date with Colton at the Roxy. The next scene, Alice asks Elliot about Nick coming to town, and he advises her not to pursue present-day Nick because he is old enough to be her dad, and it's illegal, and just don't do it. Like, what else can he say to her? She seems so, you know, she she wants to see present-day Nick because she has a crush on him in 99, but, like, I hope he comes and he's like, terrible and she'll be like "Ugh, what was i thinking yeah i hate this a lot on the one hand 15 year old alice is in a little bit of a relationship with this boy and present day alice has a chance to see him i get it from a 15 year old's perspective from an adult's perspective it's so wrong and i (laughs) i just there's so much about it and we haven't seen the resolution to it but yikes yikes yeah, yikes is for sure. Do you remember back in the day, Dawson's Creek? Did you watch that show? I did. Do you remember in the first season, Pacey was having an affair with a teacher? Vaguely. Like, gross. Yeah. But I can't even believe that was a storyline back then. Like, I don't want it to be a storyline in this show where this 15-year-old is with an adult. I mean, it's a bit of a storyline in 90210 also. I know, as well as Pretty Little Liars, too. Oh. Yeah, I just don't. Don't like it. I don't like it. It's gross. Spencer and Zoe. Hey, Zoe. We see you again. They are hanging some school dance decor and asks Alice if she's going. And Alice offers up an idea, a theme for the dance, and it should be party like it's 1999, which is really kind of cute. You know, she's so hung up on 99 right now. It's a great dance theme, but I also need to point out that prior to that, we find out that they've shot down the enchantment under the sea idea. Do you know what movie that's a reference to? I think it's Little Mermaid. It's Back to the Future. Oh, the my God. Doing. Megan. I've seen that movie a time or two. Brilliant. Well, I do remember that line and I was like, are they talking about like what's in the pond? Oh. But Enchantment Under the Sea was from Back to the Future. You're right. Oh, interesting. So this suggestion lands Alice a place on the dance committee and uh, Spencer and Zoe want to set Alice up with a date. And she's like, oh, I'm seeing someone from out of town and he won't be able to be there. It's very much like the fake boyfriend from Canada. (laughs) Mm, that people would make up exactly Uh, but she uses his name nick which i think is very interesting that's such a bad idea i don't do that the whole time i'm like oh god i know because what if nick comes into the point and spencer's there because his mom owns the place and the guy's like i'm nick or whatever then spencer's like what nick we see cat at the roxy and she's having some flashbacks to the 
18 dates that she had witnessed, experienced back in 99. As she's looking through boxes of movie posters, one she pulls out is Armageddon, <laughs> which I also did see in the movie theater. I loved that movie. I'm not going to lie. Uh, did you know, I may have told you this, they made action figures for that movie. <gasps> Like a Bruce Willis. You have the Ben uh, Affleck one? I did have the Ben <laughs> Affleck one. Thinking it was going to be some collector's item, I, I ended up getting rid of it. I don't think I've seen it since uh, the first time I saw it. I've seen it more than once. Maybe I'll watch it today while I'm laying on my couch. While she's going through the box, she sees Jacob's missing flyer, missing mm. persons flyer, which that's so sad. Yes. That they Very held sad. on to that? Back in 1999, Cat emerges from the forest to watch Jacob and Danny playing in the woods. And they're about to catch Cat, but they catch a glimpse of her and they think she's the white witch and they run away. You know what's good in this scene is that finally we don't uh, see them like jumping into the water, emerging from the water. Yeah, we don't need all that, right? Yeah, not anymore. No, yeah. like we just now ignore the fact that they're soaking wet. Like <laughs> there, you know. there are enough other clues to the timeline exactly exactly the boys run away they leave the bike behind did you notice that i didn't they left the bicycle that they had there out there and if you remember from an earlier episode the picture in the newspaper was a bike oh like on the ground uh-huh oh but there was also pumpkins in the picture which you know indicated it was like near halloween but here, there's no pumpkins, so I don't know. It probably doesn't have any significance. I thought it was interesting that they didn't grab the bike and get on the bike and ride away. They instead ran off. We cut to Dell's kitchen in the present day, and she's looking at a newspaper article about the Roxy, and Alice comes home after helping with the dance committee, and she wants to know what Dell thought of her dad as a teenager, and Dell's very diplomatic here. She's really trying to bright side Alice right now. She's telling her to... <laughs> Think of endings as new beginnings, and Alice flips it right back on her and asks her if that's how she feels about the closing of the Roxy. Yes, I thought this line was interesting. The ending as a new beginning. Mm. I don't. What does Dell know? Dell knows something. I think she has to. Okay. She just like spits this wisdom out, and like there's no like tie to anything. Like I. I think she's a time traveler, too. Okay. But I'm always wrong. So <laughs> who knows? <laughs> and the next thing, Brady, Brady arrives. He has coffee and donuts, and he wants to see Alice. But Alice is gone already. I don't remember where she went. Did she school. go back to 99? No. <laughs> she went to school. Okay. Kat and Brady decide that they're going to hang out, and they talk about Rachel. And Brady Brady tells Kat, like, you know, he he misses talking to her. He misses her as a friend. And she's really not into this, like, stroll down memory lane, like, mm -hmm. good times. like. Mm -hmm. And I got to say, like, Brady, you're such a douchebag. Like, yep. it's so emotionally taxing for an ex to come into your life where maybe his relationship's not working out, but and now he maybe wants to get back to you. No, dude, you can't have your cake and eat it, too. I just, just makes me so mad. I hate Brady. This episode really solidified my Brady dislike. He really only cares about himself and can only see things from his perspective. We learn in this moment, and I'm not sure if we knew this, but his girlfriend, Rachel, is only 26 years old. Ooh, yeah. And I really appreciate Kat being the voice of 
reason here. She's telling him, you know, not to get confused. Things were actually bad at the end of their relationship. They can have a friendship without muddling romantic feelings in there. Right. Alice is at school and she's scrolling through Nick's Instagram and she sees photos of Elliot handing Nick a ring and the caption says something about like being a best man or whatever. So now we know that Nick was Elliot's best man. Mm. And so she runs into uh, Elliot's office and confronts him about it. And Elliot was like, yeah, I lied to you. I just want you to stay away from Nick. Yeah, this is a bad friggin' idea. He said it was weird in 1999 and it's illegal now. Yes. Get it through your head, Alice. Knock it off. Yeah, but this 15-year-old is not going to listen to an adult. She's just absolutely not. She says, love is love. Age is but a number. And Elliot is not here for any of that. And we cut directly back to 1999. When Elliot is saying the same thing, it is not cool for her to be dating in 1999. And Elliot is worried about what the future implications of this relationship might be. Right. So this is a weird transition here because, like, she's having this talk with – Elliot in the classroom but then we are to think that Alice then jumped back to 99 mm-hmm. is talking to Elliot again she's telling Elliot like I just want to avoid seeing Brady because she doesn't care for him and young cat comes in and she invites Alice to dinner yes she wants Alice to be there because Brady is meeting the parents right and we get kind of a parallel of dinners happening. So we jump back to the present day. We're in Dell's kitchen. We have dinner with adult Brady and adult Cat and adult Dell. Alice is not there. She'd stitch them for, quote, dance committee, which actually means she's just having dinner in 1999. <laughs> and in walks Elliot with a bottle of wine. And I got to say, I hate everything that comes next. So Dell feigns surprise that she's forgotten to mention Elliot coming to dinner. And scene. Now we're back to 99 and it's a family dinner and Jacob is telling Alice about seeing the white witch in the woods and Colton and the family are talking to Brady. And this is a really funny mention that comes up. They're talking about Limp Biscuit, (laughs) the band Limp Biscuit, and and how Brady's into music and so is Colton and so on and so forth. And um, this is a really weird exchange of conversation. Because Brady tells Dell, or she tells he tells the rest of the family, like how he had this like uh, feeling when he came to the Landry house that it 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 was like coming home, or it wasn't the first time there, and she agrees to that. Yeah, don't you see her kind of soften to him in this moment? Uh, yeah, sort of, but I don't think it's softening to him. I think I feel like she is reminiscing herself because she's a time traveler too and it was not her first time there ah that's what i think that's a very good point i in this scene notice that both Dell and alice because brady is just blowing smoke up everyone's asses in this (laughs) scene and this is the line that i as the viewer was like rolling my eyes like it feels like coming home (laughs) simply because i hate teenage brady but the reaction that Dell and Alice had was surprising, except obviously Alice feels that way because we know she's a time traveler. And I like your take on that as well. 
we jump back to present day dinner, Brady and Elliot are taking jabs at each other, just sparring verbally. He asks Brady if he still thinks Limp Bizkit is the greatest <laughs> band of all time. Which this is then my next favorite line of the entire episode. He says, well, they're better than Dave Matthews. And Elliot goes, that tracks. I just <laughs> love it. The writing in this show is really good. Very good. I love that Dell bounces in this moment. She has absolutely no interest in this dick measuring contest that these <laughs> men are engaging in at all. Yeah. And Kat has a real bad idea and says that they should just open a bottle of wine. And let me tell you what the last thing this group needs to do is to get drunk and lose their filters even further. Right, exactly. So Dell leaves, like you said, and she shows up at Byron's office and basically asks him for a date. Yeah, but this is what's interesting. She brings dinner with her. She just had dinner. I think she took her dinner with her. I don't know. Yes, it's No, weird. she has takeout from Wally's chip wagon. Oh, you're right. Oh, yeah, that's weird. I wonder. Maybe she didn't eat. I don't know. Or maybe she was just being, I mean, I could eat twice. But we learn a little bit more about Dell's attachment to the theater. And this is not a really surprising information. But, you know, she says she doesn't know what she would have done without Port Haven. And that is a big part of Port Haven. It's a big part of the town. And then... She surprises everybody by inviting Byron to the retirement party as her date. Ooh. So now we're back in 99 and Alice, Kat, and Brady are hanging out in Kat's bedroom, which I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. That's apparent. Anyway, right. Alice is like not into it. She she gets up to leave and as she's like walking down the stairs, she sees Brady give Kat the, the bracelet that we saw in episode one that she was so angry about and threw into the pond. Yeah. And it does it seem to you like it's trying to be that Tiffany charm bracelet that was oh so popular in the 90s? Uh, 100%. Yes. The box is Tiffany blue. Yeah. So uh, it's a weird vibe because there's like this like pre makeout vibe going on. And Alice is like, get me out of here. And mm -hmm. whether I am the future child of these people or these are my friends, not interested in being there for that. But Alice does soften a little bit at this moment. She does. It's kind of a sweet moment, but yeah. Still have not oh. forgiven Brady in this moment. So just No, I still don't like him. Ugh. Okay. Terrible. Alice leaves and she sees Nick out front and they hang out. Hey. Pops in her car and then it cuts back to present day. That's right. Okay. Present day, Elliot and Brady and Kat are drinking wine. It's still awkward. Brady leaves, marks his territory by kissing Kat on the cheek. And Elliot shouts, bye, Brady. Always a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> and then Elliot invites Kat to be his date to the high school dance. Kat teases him, gives him a hard time about a limo and a corsage. And come on, Kat, just just don't, right? He says, forget about it. But she said, of course, she says she'll go. But Kat's still back on Jacob in the past. She wants to know if there's anything she can do. Can she warn him? And Elliot wisely discourages this and tells her just to be grateful for the gift of getting to see him again. He is wise here. Like, he doesn't yes. want, don't mess with the, what's that called? The time-space continuum. That's the words I was looking for. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Back in 1999, we have Nick and Allison. They're hanging out on the hood of his car looking at the stars. I mean, this is what 15-year-olds think is romantic. <laughs> so uncomfortable. Totally. They're talking about the future, and she assures him he's going to be okay. 
And he he says he wants to call her, but she explains that he can't. And uh, I don't know why. Like, they just see each other when she's, like, magically in town. Yeah. He says, oh, Elliot says your parents won't let you date. And she's like, yeah, it's complicated. But come on. Mm-hmm. I guess this is pre-cell phone. So she can't really be giving him pre-ubiquitous cell phone. Like, not every teenager had a cell phone right. in 1999. They right. always existed. But it it doesn't super hold up for me that she would not be able to give him her phone number. He's just right. supposed to be like, oh, we bumped into each other. <laughs> what luck. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so she she writes a date on his hand and she says, let's, let's meet up on this date, which is this totally random date to him. But it's the date that the Roxy closes. By the way, another Back to the Future reference, because this is how Back to the Future 3 happens. Doc has given marty a date to meet him he has brought a message that has been waiting for 90 years at the western mm. union and that's how he knows to go back mm. to the 19th century so lots of back to the future references happening here yeah. but also when she's writing that date i was like oh i hate this so much why oh because he's going to be old <laughs> i'm hoping he shows and he's like super hot for my for my own reasons but oh sure but I don't want him to come and, like, have a relationship with her. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. So they smooch, and then all is well, and then 15-year-old 1999, Alice's world. We cut back to the farm present day, and Dell's in the kitchen, and in walks Elliot with a corsage looking sharp. Um, and Kiss Me by Sixpence None the Richer plays, mm-hmm. and it's a total mm-hmm. she's all that moment for me. 100% it to the T. Yeah. It's from She's All That. Yeah. Cat walks down the stairs in a red dress, stumbles at the bottom. And Elliot is not very smooth here. He says she looks fine. You know, you know what's funny is that She's All That stars Rachel Lee Cook, who is also a familiar face to the Hallmark channel these days. Oh, yeah. Good call. It is kind of funny. In walks Bummer Brady. He says Cat looks stunning. He's there to say goodbye to Alice. Cat and Brady say a quick goodbye and they have a little bit of a moment about their daughter's first dance and Brady asks if it's too late for him to be a chaperone since it's his daughter's first dance and Elliot has the upper hand here. Right so, he says. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let the door hit you, Brady. Totally. They go up to Alice's room and she's all dressed up in her 90s outfit, which Megan told me she didn't really enjoy this dress. Why? I just didn't feel like it gave me 90s vibes or 2023 vibes. I don't know. I guess we've seen her in a lot of 90s costumey. So Yeah, but she did have the butterfly clips and the she choker did. necklace. I thought she looked cute. Yeah. And then we have this weird, like, conversation between Alice and Brady. And she's basically like she's telling him like she's happy that who he is now as an adult yeah she's like you have changed from your teenagers it's a weird conversation and i did not actually see the effect of this conversation coming later in the episode but it's weird because he says oh did your mother tell you this and she's like no she thought the world of you but and he tells her you know I had to grow up fast when we had you because I wanted to be the best dad ever. And they have kind of a nice little father-daughter moment there. Yeah, but don't you think like Brady's would be like, who told you that I've changed since adulthood or since, you know, since I was a teenager, if it wasn't your mom? Yeah, I do think that. But we get the answer to that, which I did not anticipate. Okay. His, his guess. 
Um, question here. Would you mm-hmm. want your current teenager to know you as a teenager? Mm. Like, I don't think that's my best selling point. If my kid could know me at any time in history, it would not be me at 15 years old. No. Yeah, I would agree. They would not fall in love with me the way Alice loved oh, yeah. her mother as a teenager. No. If my daughter, like, came back to 1991... No, she'd be like, you're a dork. Yeah. Totally. No. Me too. Look at that yeah. bad perm. Yeah. Oof. That's tragic. I don't even want to think about that. Well. Yeah. So now we're in present day and we're at the dance and they are playing the worst 90s music at the dance. We like to party. Yeah. Agree. Alice asks Elliot if she's going to see Nick. Like, is Nick going to show up? Is he going to come to the Roxy tonight? He urged her just to have fun at the dance to be 15 enjoy your friends do do your thing now don't worry about nick yeah spend some time with your age appropriate friends he says totally and we cut back to the roxy and they're enjoying a slideshow in the theater and byron joins Dell with a bottle of wine and he holds her hand and at the worst possible time because we get a shot of Dell and colton in the theater from the past which I kind of wonder, like, how do we have these shots? Who was taking photos in the movie theater of Nobody takes them. there? Yes, never. No. <laughs> but she pulls her hand away. Uh, and, you know, Rita made the slideshow. So Rita uh, knew that, that photo was in there. Right? Yeah, I don't but- blame her for that. I mean, it, the more important thing to me here is, like, nobody was taking candid photos of these people where they're not even looking at the camera while they're in the theater watching a movie. These photos don't yeah. actually exist. And we're back at the dance and Elliot is talking with Kat and, and, and they both worry together that Alice is going to go looking for Nick. And then Kat and Elliot dance. They dance like uh, to a fast song, like real quick, like at the end of it. Yeah. Let me interrupt you really quickly yeah. here though, because in that moment when they're worrying that Alice is going to go looking for Nick, Elliot's like, I can't imagine he would put together who Alice is. Excuse me. She looks identical to how she looked when Nick knew her in 1999. And if he Mm. is, in fact, showing up here because he remembered that date and not simply because his mothers have invited him, I think he would recognize her. And it's going to be weird. Oh, interesting thought. Okay, so I don't know if I... Okay, as a 47-year-old woman now, do I remember what my 15-year-old friends look like? I don't know. Your 15-year-old boyfriend first love, if that person walked up to you as a 15-year-old, I think you would recognize him. I would be like, whoa, that's weird. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) But especially if he, in the context of showing up at this place that that person told you to show up. Out of context, maybe not. Oh, my God. This is going to get weird. Mm. Totally weird. Okay, so then now is when we see Kat and Elliot. They dance. Yes. They get on the dance floor to, like, I don't remember what song was playing. And then they transition into a slow song, which is Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. That's appropriate. I like that song choice here. Yeah, I think so, too. I think it's really good, too. She tells him at this point that she, back in 99... Her visit to 99, she overheard Elliot and Nick talking about her. Mm. As soon as this, like, whole, like, scene is kind of evolving between, like, Kat and Elliot, Brady walks in. Yeah, right as Elliot has told Kat. She was like, you should have come to the dances. I would have taught you. And he was like, 15-year-old me could not have handled a slow dance with you. And we're... How Kat doesn't know Elliot's feelings, I don't know. But Seriously. We're almost there. And in walks Brady. And first of all, who's letting an adult man into this dance? Uh-huh. Good question. Mm-hmm. 
And then he like he asks for Elliot like by first and last name. You do that when you don't know what that person looks like. Mm. Don't you think so? It just was so dumb. Like, he came in so hot. Like, what are you going to do, dude? Yeah. It was like punch him in the face in the middle of the dance. Right. And he hauls Cat out of there. Brady's pissed because he thinks that it was Elliot who told Cat things about him when he was a teenager. And by the way, even if this were true, you do not get a vote in who your ex-wife dates. He thinks something is happening between Cat and Elliot. Cat insists that there is not. Even if there were, even if you're afraid Elliot is going to turn your ex-wife against you because he didn't like you and still doesn't, too bad, dude. Too bad. You don't get a vote. I'm mad at this guy. Real convenient to be mad now, dude. Cat reminds him of Rachel and Brady blusters that Cat never told him she was jealous of Rachel. I actually thought this was a really good scene. Like the writing in this scene was really good. How she was like yelling at him like about how bad their marriage had gotten and how like he didn't like touch her or whatever right i just thought she needed yeah yeah i thought it was very good very like emotionally charged agree and she tells him it's too late and he kisses her anyway he's like are you sure about that Mm, pulls her at whatever he says like i was like knew that was coming and i was just waiting just waiting for that door in the back to open there's elliot uh, I hate Brady. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. This cuts to a commercial and we come back to Kat still in tears, pushing Brady away and asking him, what are they doing? They got to move on. Yeah. Alice bounces from the dance and it's really cute. Spencer's like, but we haven't even got to the Macarena yet, which is like a, obviously a 90s dance. Yep. She heads out and she wants to go to the closing of the Roxy in the hopes that she's going to see Nick. And so she she is in the crowd out front. And, of course, now Kat and Elliot are there as well. They're kind of watching over her. Nick's moms are talking about the memories and things changing. And about, especially about if anybody could go back and make changes in time, mm. which is significant here. And Kat pulls out the flyer, Jacob's missing flyer, and end scene. This is a really lovely scene to me. While Joyce and Jude are giving their closing remarks at the end of the party, we see Kat, we see Alice, we see Elliot, and there's no additional dialogue from any of them. But the acting they're doing with their faces is pretty special. And you see Alice's disappointment in the fact that Nick's not there and you see Kat reacting to her daughter being disappointed and what must be going on with Elliot because, you know, he has some affection for Alice and there's this big emotional scene with Kat. I think it's a really well produced and acted scene all mm. the way around. I, you know what? I didn't watch it that closely at the very end there. Oh, I will go back and look at it. It's lovely. Okay. Do you have a suggestion for homie of the week? For me, it's Elliot. Oh, me too. He's just the voice of reason. He's really there for everybody. He calls Brady on his BS. Mm-hmm. I loved him in this episode. Yeah, so did I. I loved him a lot. I thought he had really good lines. He delivered him really well, like obviously the actor, but the character as a whole, I really enjoyed in this episode. Yeah, I think my favorite scenes in this movie are between Elliot adult Elliot and Alice. They're just, their banter is second mm-hmm. to none. Agree. They're my favorite duo. Yay. Did you have any noticed in the 90s? 
I mean, there's so many in this episode. We talked about a lot of them. Yeah, I feel like they hit us over the head in this one. Yeah, it's a lot of music. We talked about all those songs. The Macarena, like you mentioned, the Mm -hmm. butterfly clips, the... Armageddon. The, oh, yes. Uh, uh, what's that guy's name? They did talk about him um, in that movie where he was like Dr. Evil. <laughs> Austin oh, yeah. Powers. Austin Powers. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> We're halfway through The Way Home season one. I need more. I need more answers than questions going forward. Yeah, I thought this was what I would expect from an episode number five. It's like right Mm -hmm. in the middle. It was kind of a transition episode from like the beginning and the end, Mm -hmm. obviously. So I I hope going forward, we're going to get more answers. Well, you're going to have to come back for future recaps to find out what questions we get answered. Thanks for listening to this episode of Girls Gone Hallmark. If you love these episodes, we love your five-star ratings and reviews. And in between episodes, you can always hop into our Facebook group, Girls Gone Hallmark, to talk about all the Hallmark movies and shows you'd like to talk about. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.